Uh, did you see that they officially discontinued Product 19? Product 19 was still around? That People is were the, still eating Product 19? That's the first thing I thought. I was like, they still make that? When you say that they officially discontinued it or whatever, do you mean that they, that they just went to the warehouses where it's stored because nobody else has bought it and just blew it up? Just like collapsed the whole thing? <laughs> uh, that's why we're having a very rare bout of uh, wildfires in North Georgia. They just be. lit all that product 19, just went up like a tinderbox, man. <laughs> <laughs> product 19. What was even what was that cereal even about? It was basically it was to compete with uh Total. Yes. Oh yeah. It, it was trying to it was trying to really get in on, on that boring cereal market. It was really trying to trying to corner in on, on Total. Total's like, no, no one's gonna outboring us. What I like about Product 19 is it's oh <laughs> it's like they it's almost campy. Like they they came in saying we're gonna compete with the most boring cereal in the world and we are gonna have a clinical boring name and persona and box. I mean it's almost like yeah. they went all out dry. Like I'm surprised the box wasn't just white with black letters. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, at least Total has a font on it, and it's called Total. Like, it was like Product 19. There's like, we're not even going to bother naming this. That's how boring this is. It sounds like if, uh, like, the government food in a dystopian future movie from the 70s. And it's like Product 19 is what all the kids are fed in school. Yeah, this is like... (laughs) Soiling green. (laughs) Yeah, this is what the Omega Man eats (laughs) before he finds out that there's other people around. Um, so yeah, the, the reason we didn't even know it was still out there is they greatly reduced distribution in the last five years and then officially canned it, uh, I would say maybe a few weeks ago. And what's funny is like they've, I mean, I look at the updated box and I feel like it's fake because it's like, <laughs> it has a new box? No. Yeah. I mean, when you say they reduced their, their distribution, like, was it only sold in like Dahlonega? <laughs> yes. Yes. And um and uh, inland California, yeah. up, upland area only. Yeah. <laughs> so rest in peace, Product 19. We hardly knew you. We never reviewed you. <laughs> Good riddance. Peace. Let's try to come up with something funny. I got nothing. Uh, this is Paul. <laughs> <laughs> and this is Nick. And this is Cereal. 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 going pretty uh we're gonna go pretty long on today's episode not time but concept we're opening it up a little bit Mm -hmm. you've heard us talk about cereal a lot you've heard us talk about cereal prizes you've heard us talk about other breakfast items but we're really we're really opening it up today this is our kickstarter podcast basically today we're going to talk about cereal restaurants colon where are they subtitle how could they be better? <laughs> Cereal restaurants. Do they know things? Let's find out. <laughs> That's a good reference. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Um, so as we all know, there are not a lot of places out there that serve cereal, let alone have it as a focus as, a, as like a restaurant or, you know, cereal, <laughs> cereal as a service, if you will. Cereal as a service, right. So, you know, Nick and I have always, we've probably hit on it in a few episodes in the past, but we've always been interested in why they don't work. And then, of course, how we would do it amazing and awesome if we had all the money in the world. Right. We've talked about before, like, you know, I wouldn't go to a diner and order cereal Mm -hmm. because of all the, you know, egg products and sausage and pancakes and French toast. Like, you know, it's a, a... a restaurant usually has a lot of breakfast options, so why would I order cereal? But if you have just a restaurant that's about cereal, now that's that's a horse of different color right there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Nick, why do you think there aren't a lot of cereal restaurants? The, I think the biggest reason, especially today's economy, it's that you know cereal has been on the decline. 
It's been a lot of people aren't eating as much cereal. There's no reason for you to, why would you make a restaurant dedicated to a product that nobody's eating? Um, that's, I think that's probably the first thing. Mm-hmm. The second thing is, is that, uh, yeah, cereal is looked at as like a breakfast cereal or a breakfast thing. And so why would you open a restaurant that's only open for, you know, f- four hours, five hours in a day? Cause nobody's going to eat cereal the rest of the day. That, I think that's the common, the common consensus you and I know that that's incorrect, but oh. that's I think that's the consensus that people have. It's fundamentally flawed, is what that it, is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is at, at its base level completely untrue. Yes, it is. It is an untruth. It is post truth. I also feel like there is probably to a consumer, why would you go pay five or six dollars to sure. eat cereal? At a restaurant, you know, Paul's spaghetti theory, basically. <laughs> right. You could just do it at home. Right. Exactly. Um, and I got to think, I mean, if you're a business owner too, think of the cost of running a business. I mean, how much money are you going to make on bowls of cereal? Right. Yeah. What's the, yeah. What's your, uh, what's your margin on, on cereal? What is the ROI in this opportunity? <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got some bar charts here and some line graphs. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, um, we're going to call this pie chart a bowl chart. <laughs> oh boy okay i'll stop um yeah. so i think that when we look at how we can make these cereal restaurants a reality because you and i want a cereal restaurant to be a reality like that, that's something that we should, should we should make clear is that maybe we've said some bad things about cereal inside of restaurants before but like a cereal restaurant sounds like an amazing idea it sounds mm. like something that we really would want to have happen in this world. When I when I think about how can you sell cereal in a commercial establishment, I feel like it's got to be why am I you know think of like why am I eating cereal out of the home, you know? Uh-huh. So I think yeah. there's I think we're going to be we're going to look at a lot of weird stuff that we have in mind. Um we're going to th- talk about why people would do it and what they can get and blah 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 blah. I like the idea of it being like a pop-up or a, or a food truck, you know, something that's sort of semi-permanent at best. Because that's a, that's the cool thing about having a cereal restaurant is that if you're if you're using your stock of product nineteen in order to to feed people, <laughs> like that's already prepackaged. You could just move in your product into basically any kitchen, mm-hmm. any kind of counter area. You can wheel all of your stuff into there and just kind of you don't necessarily need to have some place that's got like a, a lot of facilities. Mm-hmm. You could just you could do it out of anywhere. So yeah, pop-up sounds like a great idea or food truck sounds like a great idea exactly there's a cereal truck uh in denver actually that i sort of follow and see what they do now they do cereal and cereal based desserts oh but, see that's a good idea yeah. yeah so they'll do like breakfast dessert and like pastry you know yeah. so they'll have like cakes and pies and muffins and stuff but then they'll also do um just straight up cereal for a breakfast truck so that's kind of cool i think that's really neat yeah i mean and that's yeah that speaks to what we were talking about if you have a, a restaurant that's only open for like three or three or four hours a day you're never going to cover your costs mm-hmm. but if you have a food truck that's only that parks in front of someplace for three hours that's ideal like that's mm-hmm. that's what the food truck is there for it's only supposed to be there for a couple hours and it's supposed to move on i also like the idea of tying into an existing business. So if you're thinking like we've got something that's only open in the morning or people only eat in the morning, I think it could go really well with like a bar that's only open at night. So you uh-huh. sort of you sort of hone in on the bar's space and facilities and it's cereal by day, booze by night. Yeah, oh. I think I think that we might be getting a little bit ahead of ourselves here, though. <laughs> I think because I think that that's a that's a rich vein to open up is the is the idea of a bar slash cereal bar. So I think before we get too far ahead, we need okay. to talk about the big dog. Okay. We need we need to talk about Kellogg's mm-hmm. and how Kellogg's opened up a restaurant in New York to showcase their cereals. I don't I don't know how much you know about this place, Paul. I I would feel like it's like a mecca for us. Like I realized that uh, recently the the Gilmore guys got to interview uh, Lauren Graham and Alexis Bledel from Gilmore Girls, mm-hmm. and that's like. Finally, everything coming full circle. Like that could, that's probably the, our last episode is finally us making it to the New York City Cafe. Let's talk about what the Kellogg's Cafe does and what they do right. Okay. First of all, you have four options. You can do a bowl. You can do a parfait. You can do a sundae. 
or you can do a milkshake. Okay. You choose one of those four, you move on, and uh, second, they have a, uh, a list of signature dishes. Mostly just like one cereal with like toppings. So one cereal and fruit, one cereal and like they've got like a Crave cereal uh, signature dish. It's got Crave and malted milk powder and some other candy kind of things in there. They've got uh, one that actually mixes uh, Frosted Flakes and Special K together. You know, they mix in nuts and some. They mix in what they call boosts, which are mostly like powders and syrups and uh, different kinds of elixirs and tonics. Elixirs, tonics, <laughs> uh, snake oil, that kind of thing. I have newt. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a witch's brew back there, actually. That they're... <laughs> the gals from Hocus Pocus are the staff. <laughs> it's, it's actually Hocus Pocus plus practical magic. So Bette Midler's in there. Sandra Bullock is in there. Nicole Kidman's roaming around. It's actually a, a star-studded affair over there in the Kellogg's Cafe. Yeah. The girls from the craft are the uh, the st- serving staff. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think Fruza Balk actually might work there. So <laughs> Yeah, we don't want to joke too hard. <laughs> <laughs> she might actually be employed there. I don't know what she's done lately. You don't even exist to me. Did I even get through all of the options? Yeah, I think I did. Yeah, so, they've got the bowl, the parfait, the milkshake, the sundae, and then they've got their build-your-own-adventure. Well, basically, well, first they have the signature ones, and then so, mm-hmm. you know, they, they build it for you. It's like a cold stone kind of thing, or maybe even like a subway kind of thing, where, you know, you have all the options laid out in front of you, but then you just choose, like, I want the sweet onion teriyaki, and they just mm-hmm. make it for you. But they do have a build-your-own option that's on the flip side, and they've got, like, all of their cereals on the back. So you can, you and it's like basically they've got all their cereals, a bunch of fruit, a bunch of uh, what they call like kid boosts mm-hmm. and big kid boosts or like adult boosts. So like, you know, some of it, it's candy, some of it's nuts, some of it's seeds. Yeah, you, uh, you and it just says pick five. So you can do like, you know, if you want it, a Frosted Flakes, Rice Krispies, Papaya. I don't know if the papaya is actually on the menu, but you gotta be in, you gotta be in the know if you want papaya. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta be in the know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you could do like a yeah, frosted flakes, rice krispies, dried cranberries, pecans, mm-hmm. and cayenne pepper if you want. You had me until the pepper. Well, I'm just I'm just naming things. No, no it actually was a pretty good it was a pretty good combination. Let's say uh, let's say ground ginger. What do you how do you Ooh. feel about ground ginger? That sounds interesting. I that like sounds that. interesting, right? Yeah. Yeah, because you've got the frosted flakes who will naturally sweeten up what could be a bitter ginger, and I like ginger ale. Sure, but yeah, that's they call that the the raid the pantry option. Uh, so that's something that they do very right, I think. Mm-hmm. It's because there's a lot, there's so many jazz style possibilities. There's so many ways for you to combine things. And then the last thing that I think that they do very right is that they also incorporate a very trendy, very popular coffee at their store not only is it like a cereal place but it's also basically it's also a coffee bar too and it's they use a la colombe coffee which is a pretty trendy brand to to have so um yeah it's all so you're not only getting just like cereal things it's also just like if you have you know you have snobby coffee people in the area they can also get their snobby coffee there too mm-hmm. pretty good I Pretty like that. I, I like what they're doing. I'm I'm picking up what they're putting down. They're, they they've got they've got some good ideas. They got some things going on. But that being said, there's a lot of room for improvement. I feel mm-hmm. okay. a lot. There's a and this is and this is where this is where we get to open it up. This is where we get to we get to chop it up. We get to mix it up, screw it down. We get to do all kinds of stuff to it. Obviously, number one thing that is holding Kellogg's down is that. They only have Kellogg's brands. Mm-hmm. The first oh, thing yeah. we have to do is open it up to. I mean, you've got you just incorporating General Mills into the mix. That's enough to just like that's to open the break open the game. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could have you know a, a Frosted Flakes Cheerios, mm. <laughs> or okay, or you could have. I mean, do side by side Fruit Loops Fruity Cheerios. Oh my goodness gracious me. Yeah. That would be something. Like nerds. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I think um, I think honestly, not only that, because uh-huh. I think we have uh, we've realized that General Mills sort of has the most flavors that you and I prefer. Sure. I just feel like what they're doing being in Times Square and sort of the whole 
their whole shtick, mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like a repeat experience. No, you're you're right, especially because you're right. It is in Times Square, so it it seems like a it seems like one a tourist trap, and two, mm-hmm. yeah, just like something something you do because you're in New York. It's not like a New Yorker would be like, you know what, I'm going to head down to the Kellogg's bar and check that out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is very much like, um, yeah, it's like, oh, let's go check out the cereal place. And you're almost going because uh, you're, because it's the experience. It's not that you're truly a, a, either a cereal enthusiast or you need breakfast. Like nobody's yeah. going here to eat breakfast. Right. You're going there for the novelty of the mm-hmm. thing. This is, not- the har- this is like a hard rock cafe. Yeah, it's like our, yeah, exactly. You're going there just you're going there for the t-shirt. You're mm-hmm. not going there because uh, yeah, you are uh that's going to be part of your routine. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that we need to to kind of hopefully eliminate is eliminate that novelty effect and be like this is like this is like a real restaurant. This isn't just like you're not coming here so you can tell your friends. It's not so you can take an Instagram picture on here and then never see us again. Mm-hmm. We want you to keep coming back. Yeah. We want you to to enjoy what we're doing with uh, Nick's jazz style possibilities of cereal combination. Exactly. So yeah, more brands. I think is is def- you're right. You're right on that one. You got to have yeah. some more selection. But I think what they're doing. I mean, at least they have. I think all of their cereals are on the menu. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the other thing that would be a big benefit is if you're gonna spe- specifically if you're gonna be like a branded outlet. You gotta have a cereal that you can only get at the restaurant. You know, like a, a, some kind of seasonal experience, maybe. Yeah, like a, like if you had a place where you could get Count Chocula year round. Oh yeah. I mean oh, that that's it talking. right there. Yeah. Now we're talking. Or if you do like a Taco Bell Baja Blast situation. What I don't understand. I don't understand what you're saying. I don't understand those words together. Baja Blast is one of the best sodas that's ever been created in the history of the world. That is a bold statement, sir. I am a bold man, which is why I like my Taco Bell and my Mountain Dew. Oh, is it a Mountain Dew flavor? It's a Mountain Dew flavor. It's like a lime flavor. Uh-huh. Oh, man. It's it's the the only one that ever came close to Baja Blast was Mountain Dew Livewire. Oh, I do remember Livewire. <laughs> oh, the oh, orange one—it was oh, insane. Oh, oh boy! But, but that concept—I think they've done Baja Blast in stores like once or twice as a as a limited time thing. But mm-hmm. that is something that I think that is huge for a cereal cafe to have a specific flavor that is either only available at the cafe or it is available year round at the cafe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, something. I mean, even if it's something branded, something that is like you know, maybe if it's like even like a tie-in to like some kind of media property or some kind of tie-in to some kind of some kind of season or something like that. Yeah, basically, here's what we're talking about, Paul. Mm-hmm. You need to have the pumpkin spice latte of the cereal place. You need to have something that people are looking forward to every season to come around, and they mm-hmm. and they're there every season for it. Uh, what about? Oh. Yeah. What about homemade cereals? Homemade cereals. This is the lie in the sand, Paul. Mm-hmm. Because once we get into homemade cereals, we get into something that we have to have, we have to have a creation. We have to have something made. It's not something that we just have like boxes and boxes of stuff. Now we have to, now we have to we're getting into the kitchen side of it, which I'm not uh, opposed to, Paul. I'm yeah. not I'm not opposed to it. But like we're we're now crossing the line, and it opens up it opens up so many more possibilities. I mean. <laughs> once you get once you get into the homemade cereals, you start you know you I mean it's the sky's the limit. You can do, you can make whatever you want. So you get you get into the homemade cereals, you get into the homemade granola stuff. Mm-hmm. Then you start getting artisan with it. Oh then, yeah. After you get artisan with it, you start getting like some chef specials in there. Yes. Why, why not? Why not invite like David Chang to come from Momofuku? Why not? Why not invite Anthony Bourdain? Why not invite Mario Batali to come in and make you a cereal dish, a, a custom cereal dish that, that Mario Batali has made, an Italian-inspired Nutella cereal dish mm-hmm. that, that's made. They can start experimenting with like other cereal dishes, like you know, incorporating like a maybe like a uh, like a cornflake fried chicken kind of a, a situation. 
something where they're incorporating cereal into another dish. You can that's why you, that's when you can start bringing people in like Jody Laurentis. You can start bringing in like Nigella Lawson. Jamie Oliver can come in here, and they, they could just come. In. Gordon Ramsay can make a slider or something. Maybe even Paul Hollywood can come in and be like, "That's a bad bake, Mary," and then he makes a. But it makes some kind of bread out of cereal. It's it's it could be great. <laughs> what about Guy Fieri? <laughs> I feel like they. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it, that would be like a cereal that just instead of milk is just barbecue sauce, right? <laughs> we pour chocolate sauce all over the top. Make sure that you get it served with a side of Tabasco. <laughs> Don't use a spoon. I'm using my fingers. <laughs> Even though I'm in a kitchen and it's gross. <laughs> That's why my restaurant's a C-plus rating. <laughs> Guy Fieri's cinnamon explosion. It's just it's just a few pieces of oats inside of a bowl of cinnamon. That's right. It's like cinnamon toast crunch, cinnamon granola, uh-huh. uh, cinnamon flakes, Apple cinnamon Cheerios and then it eggnog. <laughs> it's it, it's all in, inside of eggnog. Yeah. yeah, he pours eggnog over. You know, an eggnog as a milk. Oh my god, that would be something. Okay, now we we gotta start talking about that now. We got, <laughs> okay. I mean, what about the different milks? That's a that's the thing about the the Kellogg's place. It doesn't necessarily have like it's got your whole your skim, your soy, and your almond milk for for the cereal bowl. Um, and for the parfait, it's only got Greek yogurt. And for the for the ice creams, they only have vanilla chocolate and vanilla chocolate swirl. So I feel like that they're really limiting them, themselves to just the whole skim soy and almond. Mm. Like, what about a strawberry quick? Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what what if we have like Cocoa Puffs with a strawberry quick in, in there? That is something. What about... Um, Half and half. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. So that, you know, if you, uh, you know, 2% is something that you, you like, but, you know, you'd like to have a little bit more to it. Why not do a, a skim whole milk you know, combination? Maybe that ends up being like 4% milk. And that's what you really want. Oh, no. I was talking half and half like you put in your coffee. Oh. Half like cream, half, half milk. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I don't know yeah. About that. You're, you're getting a little crazy for me. Well, can you imagine uh, if you... Do a so what is a cereal that gives you good chocolate milk at the end? Like Cocoa Krispies? Like Cocoa Krispies, that's a good one, yeah. You do Cocoa Krispies with half and half, and then the the milk at the end is legit. Yeah. It's basically a melted milkshake. Yeah. It's a, it, it, that's and that's what you always want for I mean cereal milk is always very good but what you honestly want is that that melted milkshake feeling mm, 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 mm. all right so what's our milk situation then at our place I mean we talked about the freestyle machine before Love and it. I feel like I feel like that that is got to be the milk situation I, what I'm picturing in my head because that you know I'm picturing a truck. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe with a freestyle machine on the outside or maybe a pop-up situation with a freestyle machine on the outside, but with a counter in the middle for like a, uh, for a full service so that, you know, people, you know, there's like bins full of cereal and they just mix the mix stuff up for you and then they give you the thing. Or you have the freestyle machine that's got the, you know, so you can self-serve your stuff. Maybe you can only do like one or two different kinds of cereals and like only one milk, but uh, yeah, it's got like all of your milk options for you. Or, or, or like a, like a yogurt land situation, like a Menchie situation mm-hmm. where you've got like a, a, like a row of different kinds of cereals that you can just dump into the bowl. And at the end, there's also like another, a bunch of spigots full of cereal that you kind of twist in and you can just mix and match as much as you want. Self-service style. And then, and then you've got the full service area for the person that's the cereal expert that can take right. care of things. That's, that's where you and I are standing being like, you know. You know, people are like, oh, maybe I'm going to have the Captain Crunch with the uh, with the basic four. And you're like, come on, man. Like, come we're not going to do that, sir. We're not going to we're not going to ruin your we're not going to ruin your experience here. There, there are limits to this. You're not going to mix your dates with your crunch berries. That's just not the way it's going to roll here. It's like, sir, I have a reputation to uphold. OK, right. OK. <laughs> And I'm yeah. not going to let you walk out of here and tell people that you are mixing your crunch berries with your dried dates. I'm just mm-hmm. not going to let that happen today. 
You don't need dried dates. You have crunch berries. That's all the vitamin C that you need. It's That's dried fruit, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> Take so your we, doubloons and get out of here. <laughs> so we've got a milk, we've got a milk situation. So we're talking fountain style milk dispensary. That's what I'm thinking. Fountain uh, style milk dispensary. I mean, there. but realistically, how many varieties of milk are we going to have? Four? Okay. Seven? Twelve? Twelve? Cashew I'm, milk? I mean, I, yeah, I'm thinking, okay, basics, whole 2% skim soy almond, right? So at least those five. And Fair. then and then on top of that, you have, you you know, you can have your half and half if you want. You can have your cream if you want. And then you start getting like flavored milks. This is where, this is where the freestyle machine gets good because you can start mixing flavors mm-hmm. into already existing milks. So like that's why you can have like a whole milk plus chocolate milk or whole milk plus strawberry milk or whole milk banana milk even. But then you can also mix that with soy milk in case you are lack uh, you have problems with the uh, with lactose in case the lactose makes you you know poop your bones out. So <laughs> yes, <laughs> which you will have to uh, use the firehouse subs next door. We don't <laughs> want that smell in our cereal restaurant. <laughs> we don't. We do not want that smell. Please, if you if you must use our bathroom, please use the poopery that we have <laughs> in the in the bathroom. Because all, of course, there will be a, a lot of poopery. Because there are some people that are going to come in. They're going to they're going to they're going to want to try the best of the best cereal. And like mm-hmm. I think that we both know, even though I exclusively eat cereal with soy milk, uh-huh. I think that we both understand that. A cow milk plus cereal is the way that cereal was meant to be eaten. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I like the soy milk, and I know that that's a, a personal preference of mine. But the way that it was meant to be was cow milk plus cereal. And we're and obviously, we're going to have all kinds of options. People, though, that are lactose intolerant might want to come in and have the cereal the way it's meant to be. The way that the cereal is meant to be balanced. And, you know, sometimes that means that they're going to have a small emergency on their hands. So... <laughs> They're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna eat the cereal. They're gonna be impressed. They're gonna love it. They're, but they're immediately gonna get the gurgles. Yeah, I see. It's like a John Candy movie. Oh man, I can't have regular milk. I'm lactose intolerant. Well, hon, maybe it doesn't bother you anymore. You know, it has been ten years. And they're like, oh, okay, well, you know, no problem, right, kids? Yeah, let's have a try. And then he, yeah, you're right. He eats it. And it's like. <laughs> I'm just saying that we're gonna offer it. So that uh, we need to offer the bathroom, and we, we just all we need to do is put a little bit, uh, a little canister of the the poopery in there. I don't mm-hmm. know if you've ever seen the poopery before. It's a it's a magical magical uh, <laughs> magical spray. Anyway, so yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that's where the freestyle machine comes into play. Is that mm-hmm. we have like five base milks, and then you start getting the flavors in there, and then I maybe like a that. couple other milks. Um, you know, for, you know, like creams and stuff like that too, if you want to, or, and then, you know, we'll have to have room for like seasonal milks. Uh, we could, we can create a pumpkin spice milk. We can create, we can make sure that we have an eggnog in there. Mm-hmm. You know, we can, we can make sure that we have, you know, around, uh, the, around Easter time, we could have like a candy flavored milk or marshmallow flavored milk. Ooh, I like that. You know what I'm saying? What about apple milk? That sounds disgusting, but yeah, sure. Why not? I mean, God. Who are we to judge? What should the decor or like the theme of our experience be? Yeah. So that's a great question. You know, the inside of the the Kellogg's Cafe is a little sterile. You know, kind of it's that trendy kind of minimalist look. Um, I'm, I'm going to tell you what it is. Yeah. This is, a, this is probably a deep cut. I don't know if a lot of people will get this one, but uh-huh. it is a... Microsoft store selling cereal. Yeah. Yeah, basically that's it. Yeah. It's <laughs> not an Apple store. Yeah. It's the a it's Microsoft the, store. There's a Microsoft oh. there's a Microsoft store in Atlanta. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. and it is just like an Apple store, but with green paint on the wall. Yeah. It's very similar to that. That's how that that is definitely the feel of it. But then there's like there's a place in South Pasadena here called the uh, the Mix and Munch that is a grilled cheese slash cereal restaurant. And it's got more of a like a like a warmer feel to it. It's got wood floors and it's got yeah, it's just got like everything feels a lot warmer. Um, but also like uh, you know, it's got like stuff on the walls. It's got like 
you know, like they've got a hall of fame for people that have eaten six grilled cheese sandwiches plus a punch bowl full of cereal. That's their, oh. their running competition that they have. Um, so, so it's like like, you know, like like a coffee shop vibe. Yeah, exactly. It's got a coffee shop vibe to it. A little more, gotcha. a little more rustic. Yeah. So I feel like that somewhere in between those two, you know, I feel like that. Uh, you know, I don't. I like the idea of it being minimalist, but then at the same time, I don't want it necessarily to be stark. You know, mm-hmm. I don't want it to be because that can become uninviting, and you want people to come in. You want people come on in, guys. It's just it's just cereal. Pull up a stool. I do like the idea of a bar being part of it, like there being some kind of like yeah, some kind of bar situation happening. Yeah, and I don't I don't know if this is just me and like my personal preference sort of bleeding into what I think is a good idea. Uh-huh. But I like the idea of doing like a retro thing, but doing it right. Sure. Okay. All right. You know, yeah. Um, you know, you don't want to go full Johnny Rockets, but because that's also sterile. If you think about what a Johnny Rockets looks like, it's super duper sterile. Basically, what you want is a like a like the diner that you see on television. Yeah. That two o'clock in the morning diner feel. That's what mm-hmm. you want. Sort of combining with you know being in your mom's kitchen as a kid eating mm-hmm. cereal during the golden age of cereal. Yeah, these are very conflicting ideas, but I like the feel that we're going for. Yeah, it's it's got the welcome, it's got the space and welcoming vibe and seating of one of those late night diners, but then also has the warm, the warmth of uh, of you know waking up at you know eight in the morning on Saturday and going down and getting some breakfast before you hit the cartoons. Maybe we do it in the Japanese style. People have to take their shoes off and they have to wear slippers, and then it feels like you just got out of bed. I what think if it's get, that might drive people crazy. What if it's I like got, a PJ party theme? PJ party. I feel like that that could be a, that could be a thing that maybe we like a a thing that we have once a month. But I think that if if people come in every time and they have to take off their shoes, they're just not going to come. Yeah, they're not going to do it. Yeah. Excuse me, sir. Are you wearing uh, clothes in which you're supposed to be awake in? You can't come in. <laughs> you, you're not. You need to, you need to step outside, sir. <laughs> you come back in the, when you have some footy pajamas or something. The other thing I've been thinking about is location, right? So we talked about how Times Square is a bizarre location. Yeah. Uh, being, I think, in just a typical standalone restaurant is going to be weird, especially if you're not smothered in foot traffic. Yeah. Now, this is going to go against everything we believe in on this concept. But you know where I think this could work? Tell me. Airports. Yeah, I think it could work in airports. Especially, yeah, yeah, it could. Yeah, it really could. And I hate that. I hate that because it limits you only to people who are going to uh, be traveling. Like, what sicko goes to the airport when they don't have a flight? <laughs> like, and then, like, have you ever right. been to the airport for like a, like, oh, oh they got a, <laughs> there's a really good bagel shop at the airport. <laughs> well, you know, the chilies at the airport's a lot better than the chilies near my house because the one at the airport has, uh, expensive parking, a limited menu, and it's three times the price. And I've got to go through security every time. <laughs> and I have to buy an $800 ticket to Quebec every time I want to eat there. <laughs> so I think airports work because you you don't have access to buying cereal and milk and a spoon sure. and a bowl. Right, right. Uh, yeah. Time just sort of doesn't exist in an airport. Sure. <laughs> that's like that's also true, yeah. You have people drinking at all hours. Yeah, yeah. At least with Atlanta, uh, everything's pretty much open all the time. Yeah. And yeah, you're on so many different – it's like Vegas. Yeah. You know, airport is a lot like the city of Las Vegas. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's – you're right. It's it's open. It's open late. Um, It's – yeah, time doesn't exist. Just like, you know, just like there's an area for duty-free – you know, where taxes don't exist. Yep. Time does not exist in an airport. Yeah, that's probably, unfortunately, that's probably the best place for it. I could also see it working as like a, you know, next door to a coffee shop, like like a like a neighborhood kind of eatery kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like in a small town, it also might work. What about the potential near you? Like, like uh, is there a lot of uh, foot traffic during the during rush hour, both in the morning and the evening? Yeah, I feel like that it might work as a um, as a nice place to go in, in like a business setting. Like you know, if you if you put it in like the financial district, it might be it might do really well, especially in the morning, um, as a place to stop in, grab something. That's the other thing that we need to talk about. 
to go stuff like, mm. you know, like not necessarily always eating inside, but we're, I mean, we've also talked about the, the portability and how to make it portable. Like that's that if we put it, if we put the restaurant inside of like a financial district, you know, or in the bottom of like a really tall building. Or yeah. With, see, that's smart right offices. there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like people that need to come in and out. Like we already, we definitely are going to have things like, uh, like donuts with cereal on it. We're mm-hmm. definitely going to have things like different kinds of, uh, of marshmallow squares, uh, not just Rice Krispie treats, but you know, Lucky Charms treats and Captain Crunch treat treats. And uh, we have talked about to go cereal before, and you yeah. nailed it. And I think we need to figure out how to make this work. The concept of the McFlurry dome top. Here's the here's my only problem, and maybe correct me if I'm wrong, because I you know it's been a long time since I've had a McFlurry and the spoon. Like so definitely the dome top will keep it so that it doesn't slosh around on you. It doesn't slosh on your clothes. Mm-hmm. You pull it out. The thing about the McFlurry is that you can pull a spoon out and the ice cream is going to stick to the spoon even if it's nearly vertical pulling out. The cereal inside of the milk is not going to be able to do that. So we would have to have some kind of ladle situation, which is not ideal. Oh no, I've already got it. You see, yeah. it's not round. I would say think of more like a fast food salad container. Oh, so it's more it's a little bit wider. Yeah, but so you have to be careful because if you've ever eaten cereal out of a paper bowl, it's not deep enough and it's awful. Right, right. So right. you've got to have depth, but I think you get wide at the top. Then you've mm-hmm. got that pop-on lid, and maybe so think of like um, you know like an open baseball stadium or something like that. Uh-huh. You've only got – so instead of having the lip all the way around, maybe it's a three-sided lip. Maybe mm-hmm. it's got like that little notch um, like a crock pot has so you can keep a spoon in it with the lid shut. Okay. Okay. And maybe it's – or I'm hearing you. Or yeah. it's like a really big single-serve cereal situation, <laughs> but you peel off – when you peel off the top, it's like, you know, a sunroof on a car. It's a small opening with still coverage. Yeah. No, I, I hear you. I hear you. That sounds good. To extend upon it, I like the idea of having like a three-sided thing and then like a – but instead of just an open side, why not have something that's hinged that you can clip and lock on while you're walking? <laughs> like the little flap on a coffee lid? Exactly that. Yeah, you have a, a space for the spoon so that it keeps it there, just like like you said, like on a crock pot or like a pot or something like that. But then, yeah, when you're ready to eat, and you can just pop open the, the just pop it open, eat, eat eat what you want. I mean, obviously, you're going to eat it all at one sitting because it's not like you're going to save that cereal inside of the milk for later. <laughs> but I like my cereal, you know, a little seasoned in the milk. <laughs> I like it to be a little milk aged, if you will. <laughs> And then also with that flap, you can also drink the milk efficiently afterwards. Imagine you're trying to drink it out of that McFlurry dome. It's 100% guaranteed going to go all over you. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, they, I feel like that the the spoon could double as a straw. Ooh. Yeah. I love you know, those straw spoons that they do with uh, like slush puppies. Yeah, exactly. Those that. are amazing. We just do it bigger and better. Yeah, we just we just do. We, it's the same concept with the you know they've got the tiny shovel at the end. You just make the shovel part bigger. <laughs> they've got a hand trowel. We need a backhoe. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I want to just scoop this delicious cereal into my mouth. Now we we got to be cost conscious here. Uh huh. Is there anything we can do to the bowl? Do we to make it? have some sort of insulating quality or is it you bought your cereal this is not your first rodeo you know you got to eat this thing quickly and we're not and i realize our stand is not on the surface of the sun either so it's not like it's going to go bad in five minutes but do we need an insulating quality or is it just i don't think so i think that you you're good with just the plastic uh part i mean if it's if it's something that they were going to take to like if they if they're going to take it upstairs or they're going to take it they're taking it someplace else Maybe we don't necessarily have to pour the milk in it immediately. It's got maybe it's got some kind of, you know, we sell the, uh, you know, a pint of milk or whatever. Oh, yeah. The hot lunch uh, boxes, the cartons. Exactly. Right. Like just a carton of milk and, uh, and the cereal inside the bowl. And it's like, here's the bowl, the contraption, all the spoon and everything. Here's your milk. You can marry the two whenever you feel it's appropriate for you. Ten cent upcharge. Yeah. <laughs> right. For, for selling the carton. 
I want to incorporate the pay by weight concept too. Do we make them pay for the milk by weight too? Or do we just make them pay for the cereal by weight? And cereal, the cereal and toppings. Mm. Because it's not really fair for people that are going to get soy milk over whole milk. Because whole milk is definitely heavier than soy milk. <laughs> I think we have to have the milk cost built into our price per ounce. Okay. 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 So you put your cereal up on the scale. We may want the milk to be self-serve though. Because it's like, can I get a little more? Can I get a little more? Yeah. Come on. I, can, can, you, can you do it all the way to the top? It's like, dude, nobody puts milk to the top of the cereal. You're no. just being a jerk. Yeah. Nobody puts the milk so that it covers the cereal completely. You want it to be halfway, three quarters, like they do on the television commercials. I love how we already have terrible customers in our place. <laughs> oh, it's like, <laughs> let me tell you something. It's a guarantee, especially when we're at the airport. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's already a ter- we already have terrible customers that we already hate at this place. You're in a suit, sir, so you're more important than me. That's oh, it. so you're in a tie now just because I'm wearing a paper hat. <laughs> I want to open this 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 Pandora's box. Oh boy. You mentioned it before, like mixing the bar with the cereal bar. What about after hours, happy hours kind of thing where you can mix in Things like Bailey's into your into your cereal, oh, Kahlua yeah. into your cereal. Yeah, you get the you get the alcoholic cereal going on. All right, so here's, maybe even, right. maybe even cocktails that incorporate cereal into the cocktail, like as a garnish, possibly, or like a blend. Ooh, dude, we just introduced a blender to the mix. Yeah, you know, alcoholic milkshakes, or um, or even uh, maybe just even just a flavor profile in, in a cocktail. Like this is a a Crunchberry vodka drink. And it just it tastes it's a vodka drink that doesn't necessarily have crunch berries in it, but it tastes it has the like a flavor profile of a crunch berry cereal. I like that. How about this? Cheerios and Bacardi. Something like that. That's what I'm, <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know, I like the idea of the alcoholic milk in the cereal. Sure, yeah. You do Bailey's and cream, you could do like a uh chocolate mar- a creamy chocolate martini uh-huh. as the milk. Yeah. Uh, you could do like a, a true uh, alcoholic eggnog. Uh-huh. Yeah. Can you imagine sugar cookie crunch with real eggnog with the booze in it? Oh, my goodness. Oh, baby. Spike cereals. That's something that Kellogg's isn't doing right now at their place. Spike uh-huh. cereals. That's the name of our restaurant. Spike cereals? Yeah. Yeah. And it's extreme cereal <laughs> by Spike. <laughs> but just imagine somebody going, just waltzing up to the bar and like, you know, they're, they're with their date. There's like uh, two Grey Gooses and Crunch Berries, please. <laughs> I'm just thinking about how ridiculous that would be. <laughs> just like you can hear that. <laughs> Grey Goose and Crunch Berry, please. <laughs> yeah, or then you get the guy that like the you get all the tourists that are there and they're like, <laughs> yeah, hey, um, what what's in the Crunch Berry Martini? Is there actual cereal in it? <laughs> and that's when I'm like, ma'am, get out. Get out. You don't belong here. <laughs> Take your little backpack and get out of here. Hey, Nick, why is our restaurant failing? Because you throw everyone out, Paul. <laughs> you throw everybody out that asks you a question about the cereal. Some people are going to have questions about the cereal. Not everybody's going to be a connoisseur <laughs> like we are. The only person you've you've served so far is Noel, Okay. <laughs> Noel and Robbie are our only customers. <laughs> that could quickly happen. It becomes like a place. It becomes, what was the restaurant where they like yell at you? Like a Dick's Last Resort? <laughs> I went and paid $8 for cereal and got yelled at by this old guy. It's like, how did you know he was old? He was wearing a bow tie. He was wearing a bow tie. He's losing his hair. <laughs> <laughs> he told me to get off his lawn, but it was all tile. I don't, under, I don't even understand. And then he put out like a like a couple of grass tiles onto the ground and like made me step on them. And then he told me to get off his lawn. <laughs> I asked him for almond milk. He told me no. Guy's the worst. He's the worst. When's the hippie guy work there? I don't like the cranky old guy. <laughs> well, that could be our that guy. could be our personas. You're like the green hippie dude, uh-huh. and I'm like the old. Like Korean War veteran, you know, like that's our '60s thing. Like you're the young, like peace loving guy, and I'm like right. the old. I'm the Clint Eastwood. 
Oh, there's so many. The, the, the possibilities of this place are endless. And just like Kellogg's is like missing the boat on so mm-hmm. much of the stuff. Is the name, the menu, all of the, the style. Are we incorporating puns? Are we doing play on words? Are we serious? Are I we th- just sort of laying it out there? Are we, do we have um, flat screen menu? Do we have chalkboard menu? Do we have whiteboard menu? Okay. Choice, decisions in all of these. One, we def- it definitely has to have a sense of humor. Because at the end of the day, we are a cereal restaurant. Uh-huh. You know? This, we are a place where you are getting cereal for meals. You can't, you can't take yourself seriously when you are ordering Apple Jacks as an appetizer. Yeah, how are the Apple Jacks prepared today, sir? <laughs> They're a little stale, and the milk is questionable. Oh, uh, so so usual. So like the usual, then. Oh, so I'll, but, so I'll, ta- I'll take it. I feel yeah. like I'm at home. <laughs> Do you mind if yeah. I take my pants off? Awesome. <laughs> Great, thank you. It's like, it's like in, in fact, we insist. We brought a pair of pajama pants that you must be wearing at all times while in the restaurant. And don't worry about hanging the pants up. You can just throw them in the corner. They're just like you're at home. <laughs> It's just like when you have to go to a restaurant and they like, give you a blazer to wear. Like, you know, in our restaurant, you have to wear these pajama pants. <laughs> Does that exist anymore? I feel like that's... Got- now, that to me, that's a really old joke. I don't think they would do that anymore, would they? I, there are definitely places that do that. Yeah, like country clubs and stuff like that, for sure. Well, private clubs, but I'm saying like regular public restaurants. I don't think... They can really enforce a dress code. One, I live in California where you could go to a five-star restaurant in Sandals if you want to. And uh, two, yeah, I I also go into any place fancy enough in order for that to happen to me. (laughs) Amen to that. Yeah. Okay, Uh, so going to be fun. It's got to be fun. Incorporate puns, of course. I mean, we have to incorporate your skill set. So, yeah, puns will be included. Um, I think, like, I like the idea of there being a chalkboard menu, especially if we're going to have seasonal or chef items or artisan items or homemade items, having a chalkboard menu. There's going to be definitely a menu that is a stable menu. And I don't, I I would like to incorporate as few screens as possible. Like maybe a screen that's got, like maybe on Saturday mornings, we have like a, like a couple hours with cartoons. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Hand curated retro cartoons. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Only the best cartoons. Uh, (laughs) Pro stars. (laughs) We're not showing Tom and Jerry is what I'm saying. No, 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 no. F Tom and Jerry is what I say. (laughs) F F you Tom and Jerry. F you Tom and Jerry. I've I've always hated Tom and Jerry. Um, It's just, it's just not, it's just dated. It's just not. Yeah. It's really not good. I have another idea for a theme. Yeah. School theme. School theme? Yeah. So like you're they're at school? It's like you're at your like elementary school. Ah, veto. Why? I don't think I like that. I don't want I don't want people to feel like they're at school. I I love the idea of them coming in and feeling like they're at home. Uh with the like that mom's pouring them cereal. I like the idea of a Saturday morning cartoon happy hour kind of thing. I don't I don't I don't know about the, the, the school theme. That's that seems weird. I just love those chairs with the desk attached to them. <laughs> we can have a couple of those if you want. Okay. Yeah. When you like face the, you can face the plate glass window. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because obviously there's going to be some people that are just coming in by themselves. Not everybody's going to come in as a group. You know, we're definitely going to have a bar, but maybe for those, especially for Saturday morning happy hour, if we want people to, to be sitting and watching cartoons, we'll have a couple of seats that just have the desk area so that you can you can sit and uh, and eat um, eat alone. Also, couches for, for just for the happy hour. Mm-hmm. We got to put the plastic on them though, because there's gonna be milk spilled on them like crazy. Oh, yeah, we're gonna scotch guard the heck out of it. <laughs> Actually, I think the plastic covered couch could be funny. <laughs> yeah, maybe uh, a little, little feel of grandma in there. Yeah, and I, I want mixed up bowls, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. random bowls. Yeah, and spoons. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, yeah, and, and- no, no, nothing matches. Yeah, yeah like we th- and we thrift all the bowls. Like we do all the thrift stores, we do all the goodwills. You find old bowls, you find retro stuff, co- coffee cups, uh, milk glasses. That's got a good feel. That's I a, that love that. Has, I like that feel to it. Here is devil's advocate. The other the other end of it, we get the best bowls, the best weighted spoons, like spoons that feel so good in your hand. You're just like, oh, why have I never been eating with spoons like this before? We get the best. 
the best bowls for the, 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 the that's exactly the right size for cereal. Like mm-hmm. not not anything too big, not anything too small, unless you want a bigger bowl or a smaller bowl. Just like the right size bowls for every situation. And that's not bad either. But I like the idea of using some seasoned uh, equipment. Yeah. No, I, I definitely like that idea better. I'm just I'm just throwing it out there. Just 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 we're just seeing what sticks to the wall, man. We're just seeing what okay. sticks to the wall. Oh, you're the worst. <laughs> um, I think we've got some homework, and the homework is yeah a name. Ooh, yeah. Let let. How about we throw it back to them? Hey, everybody that's listening, what are your ideas for for this restaurant? Tell us what you want on the menu. What you think that we haven't covered yet? Um, and what what are some ideas for some names for this place? Mm-hmm. Because this place, I think this place has got legs. I think that we got something going here. Also, if you have a lot of money and you don't know what to do with it, <laughs> please contact us uh, for investment opportunities, uh, potential employment, uh-huh. uh, relocation funding would be awesome. Yeah. Also, um, some uh, tips and tricks on how to write a business plan. You know, you know little, little things like that. I'm, I'm sure that I'm sure that we'd be able to run a business. I mean that. Of course, I'd be able to run a business. Yeah, into uh, the ground with, with absolutely no training. Yeah, <laughs> right into the ground. What are your ideas? What do you think? Send it to us either comments on the the SoundCloud or a tweet at us or any number of ways that you can get in contact with us. Yeah, I mean, it's a, pretty much you can you can do it on our Instagram, on Twitter, Facebook. You could retumble some awesome names from someone else's Tumblr who did all the work. Yeah, we're down for that. Email us at superstereopodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, just just let us know uh, on all those things. You know, I hope, I hope Kellogg steals this from us. I hope <laughs> they do. I hope, just, I just want it to exist. That's, I, I yeah. it's not, I, I don't necessarily need to own it. I just want it to be around so that I could be there for it. Mm-hmm. I won't be mad. <laughs> I won't be mad. I mean, I'll be, I might be a little bit bitter. Oh, no, it, we'll be, get paid. No, we'll get our money. Oh yeah, don't you we'll worry about de- that. We'll definitely sue. We're, we're definitely going to make you settle, Kellogg's. Uh, yeah, this is going to happen. Yeah, one day. Yeah, um, you guys, thank you for listening to the Super Serial Podcast. Um, you can listen to us in the thing you're listening to us on now on SoundCloud, on iTunes, Overcast FM, Stitcher, and also on Google Play Music. And uh, Paul already told you about all the places that you can you can contact us. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr. Look, I just did it all over again. And um, you can also email us at the place that you said before that I can never say correctly. You are just a constant professional. You know that? <laughs> just never turn it off. You're just never, always going. I never turn it off. I'm always going. ABC, man. Always be closing. <laughs> Irregardless. Irregardless. That's my favorite one. Irregardless. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, send us your send us your submissions. Send us your questions. Tell us what you think a Syria restaurant would be like, and uh, let us know if you would want it in your hometown, or tell us if you've already got restaurants in your hometown. I would lo- love to hear about them. Yeah, and if you've been to the Kellogg's uh, location, share your uh, opinions because I don't see myself going to Times Square anytime soon. Yeah, it's it's far. It's very far. It's really far for you. It just sort of it feels far, like out of reach for me. Yeah, it's literally almost the farthest I can go. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so this is Nick. And this is Paul. And this has been Serial. Serial! Serial! Serial!